Good evening, good morning, however this podcast finds you in your uh, listening pleasure. This is Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack, the podcast. Find us and the podcast, all social media platforms. Look for us on Twitter at HMOA number six, P-A-C-K. Also on Instagram and Facebook. Follow along to see and access show content and topics. And of course, we want your feedback, your comments, participation. Uh, contact us directly at HMOA number six, P-A-C-K at gmail.com. Or through Facebook Messenger. Um, please check us out on all. Uh, uh, we can be found on iTunes. We can be found on Podomatic.com. Um, find the podcast. Give us a follow. And, and throw up some ratings and some comments. Because uh, if you enjoy what you hear, we want other people to come and enjoy what they hear as well. Like, share, listen, repeat. Good afternoon, Anthony. What is up? Same old, same old. Full belly. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Good day so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except it's um, April seventh, and I woke up with uh, four inches of snow in the ground. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, yep. Maybe we're gonna skip spring this year. Welcome to New England. We'll just go. Uh, we'll just go right to summer. We had that one year that that happened. We kind of just went, went right into uh, right into summer. Mm-hmm. Starting to feel like how that's how we're gonna uh, we're gonna roll this it's season. It's gonna be three seasons now. It's a new, the new uh, way. So for today's show, we're going to jump right into our uh, our main topic. What we um, what we decided to break out today were um, my, myself and Anthony went over our uh, top hard rock metal covers. I guess would be the the best way to describe them. Um, and we we kind of picked songs. Um, we're we're going to go with our top ten. Like each of us uh, went through our five. A pretty pretty good wide range of covers, I would say, that, that we decided to pick. Um, yeah. I don't know. So we I, I, I start us off. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how to start this segment. I feel like the segment needs a uh, an introduction. I guess I could tell you what I like about it. The, uh, the 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 interesting of taking something. Now, when I when I say when I say cover, and and Anthony, you can you can chime in with your opinion. I prefer the covers when they t- when they take an original tune, they kind of make it their own. Agreed. And some of the ones that um that I'm going to bring up, I mean, in fact, I would say almost every one of the ones that are, that that are on my list. They took they took an original tune, and they really turned it into like their own thing, and um, that's the, that's the part that I think makes it makes it really cool. Because I mean, you you can just play the song as like a tribute, like when they do it in like a live performance. But when when they actually make it their own, for the sake of distribution, I mean, if you're not gonna do your own thing with it, right? I mean, right. I'm just gonna copy it. Like what's 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 the point? But so there's some really cool. And now we're we're only highlighting ten, but I mean there's uh there's some pretty badass uh, hard rock, heavy metal, punk covers of 
pop songs, rap songs, Old, older songs. Or, yeah, you know, take an older metal song and make rock, it yep. and make it a yep. make it a modern metal song. Like there's, there's some really good stuff out there. See, I like when I, I mean, I work with a lot of people. I mean, you know, some of my family they don't all listen to, you know, the the heavier stuff we do, and it's cool to play a cover and they can be like, oh, I know that song, and it's it's just it's heavier, right. but they can relate to it and they can be like, oh, okay catches their attention is like is, sure. it, is this song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what I think it is and it's like sure is and then you can start talking about like the band and it's like yeah this is like blah 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 and it's like yeah I don't care yeah, pretty much it's like okay pretty much alright so that's where we'll stop like that's that'll be like where we stop the conversation went too far get mm-hmm. back it up and stuff yep. so I don't know what do you think should we should we back and forth again yeah I'll have you start off and then right. so my uh my very first my very first song Kill Switch Engaged uh, did this cover and it might be one of I mean I think it's actually a very it's a very popular cover I'm talking about the cover of Holy Diver what I like about it is it keeps the essence of Holy Diver just trying to look real quick what year this came out 2006 that this was released it was actually on their album as uh, as daylight dies um, I'm correct that's the first one with their last singer am I correct um I'm pretty sure. And that, I honestly, believe it. I believe it is. I'd have to look it up. And that's also like their most popular one too, which is kind of weird. But I mean, he was kind of the voice for a little bit. Sure. Yes. What I do. What I do like about it is um, they they kind of embraced the. Uh, they, they they really embraced Dio when they when they made the tune. I mean, they. I, th- I think. Uh, I think the drumming in it is a lot more modern. Yes. Um, and they. I mean, they added the the, the, the heavy growls. Here yes, there. I was gonna say the uh, the metalcore screaming that they that they actually add really added like a life and like I mean that's that would be the example is how they made the song like their own, and I mean it's a very popular version. Good. We actually uh, we we play it actually in our cover band um, at marked underscore official. We 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 played that probably ninety percent of our shows. I mean mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it great one. Well. It's a great one for crowd involvement because it, it it really speaks to both audiences when it comes to a young crowd and an older crowd. Because I mean the old, the older rock guys are gonna obviously recognize Dio. Sure. And then when you come to, when you come in with like the modern version of the of like Kill Switch Engage, I mean it kind of it kind of brings those two together. Yeah. Good feel in like the bar scene and like and, I mean any other concerts that we that we've actually been uh, had the opportunity to uh, play in. So yeah, my time, my first of my top five, Kill Switch Engage, Holy Diver. All right, so my first is, um, I'm sure you guys have heard of a band called Toto, and it is a song called Africa. It's a band called Defiance. They're uh, they're not super popular. Why? I'm not sure because the man's vocal range is just absurd. But uh, they kind of do. They, I mean, they definitely take it their own. It's a little faster, a little heavier. I mean, if you know the song, Africa's pretty mellow and drawn out but uh and again his vocal range is just absurd and he he uh he even pushes the vocals to a whole new level um the songs i mean one of those songs that you could pick out pretty much anywhere and everyone's like oh is that what i think it is it's kind of cool to get their reaction and again going back to the making it their own they definitely do yeah his uh his his vocal range you're absolutely right on now like he, he's a, he's pretty pretty killer in this they do it. They, that's a great, that's a great version of that song because I mean, I, in all honesty, like I don't I don't listen to that genre of music, but the the even Toto's version of Africa is actually audibly pleasing. That's not bad. Yeah. So when you you take the modern take that Defiance was able to put on, it, I uh, sad news, man. They broke up last year. Defiance. 
Yeah, they did a farewell tour starting in April of last year. They haven't been around that long. They only have, they have four albums, I think. Let's see. They started, looks like Formation, their first EP came out in 07 and 09. Okay, yeah. So, only a couple. So, they got, they got about a 10 years, ten year run. 10 year run. But uh, I, I hear you on that. That's a, they do a lot of covers. They have a few. Like when you when you look them up, especially um, now, I'm, I'm just looking real quick this uh, this discography. But if you actually just look up Affiance on YouTube, it, it, that's what it seems to be. Because I mean, you can find them all on YouTube. Just put mm-hmm. Affiance in, and, sure. uh, put Africa, and then like it's gonna you're, you can go on that that fun journey of the uh, suggested suggested links. Yeah, I mean even their uh, their own stuff is very good as well. His clean vocals are just I mean they that's what makes it who they are. If you ask me. Definitely un- unmistakable. Very good. Affiance, Africa. My, um, the next of my top five, it's by a, it's, my, my circle of friends didn't really know who this band was until I kind of forced it down their throat, if, the, if that makes any sense. Um, but so I'm not, I'm honestly not sure how popular these guys are. Uh, they're, they're original stuff. Um, I mean, they're, I'm not, I'm not super fond of their catalog. They're like one of those, like they'll, they'll, they'll put out like three or four like good tunes on a, on an album and then the rest of it, I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But the, uh, the band is Framing Hanley. Now the, the, um, I found this song, I, I forget, it, it might've just been one of my random internet searches. Um, I think I learned this song from you, if I'm correct. I don't think I even heard of it before. But this is actually, they actually released this cover of, um, they did a cover of Lollipop from, uh, I, I believe it's Lil Wayne. Um, as far as as far as a as a metal rock cover of a uh, of a hip hop song, I mean this is this is right up there with like one of my favorites. Like I thought it was very clever how how they actually incorporated the original tune, but they were and I mean they they added a very basic um, a very basic chord structure. To, to fill it out, and then his the way the way that they uh, they did the vocals, it's uh, it's very catchy, it's very hooky. Plus, if you actually look, they um because this uh, this came up on uh came on their album uh, called the Moment. Um, it was released in 2007. They did a video for the song, which might be one of my favorite music videos of all time. Um, if you if you have, I'm I'm gonna be linking the uh, the YouTube, um, the the YouTube link. To, uh, to this video. If you've never seen it before, check it out because it has some of the hottest female <laughs> I've ever seen in my life <laughs> in this video. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good watch. And uh, I like highly recommend it. But I also, like our cover band, Marked, uh, at Marked underscore official. We, uh, Speaking of jamming stuff down your throat. We... Uh, <laughs> Little, uh, little uh, shameless self-promotion there, Anthony. That's all. That's all that is. I think we've tried playing this out live maybe once, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. That we we might have played it out. Um, the venues at the time that we were playing out weren't very full, so I can't tell you what the reception was. But was, you know, I got a kick out of it. So I mean, that's that's all that matters. So number two out of my top five, Framing Ham- Hanley, Lollipop. So for my number two, uh, there's a band called Taking Dawn. They are from Las Vegas, I believe. Um, unfortunately, they've actually rebranded themselves recently uh, to a new band called Devil's Run. Um, from my personal listening experience, they don't sound much different. Pretty on the same. I don't know if it was a band thing. I'm not 100% sure. But they do a cover of The Chain, originally by Fleetwood Mac. And um, again, they make it their own. Uh, it's a little... 
it's not any faster, but it's a little heavier. It's not anywhere near screamy or anything. It's all clean. Definitely, definitely one to definitely check out. Uh, even if you're a Fleetwood Mac fan, they do it very good justice. Now, when they, uh, when, they, when they did that, Anthony, did they do that under Devil's Run? No, it's under Taking Dawn. Taking Dawn. Okay. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac cover. That's... I like when they when they take the uh, songs that more people know instead of because a lot of a lot of cover bands take songs and they cover it and you're like well I don't even know that song I would you know you don't even know it's a cover at least this one you're kind of like oh okay cool yeah I've heard, it out of a crowd I've heard quite a few songs like like not, not realizing it's like oh this mm-hmm. is actually a cover, a cover. For, like this it's like mm-hmm. it's like something that, like they grew up with and, like it, it touched them like in a in a special place kind of a thing and it's like well I want to do this with my band and like kind of like make my right. own version of this. My uh, step in my um, example would be Volbeat in their most recent album. They covered uh, Battleship Chains, which, listening to it, I was like, this doesn't sound like them. So I looked it up. It's a Georgia Satellite cover. Oh. Yeah, it's so like, it's like, okay, I don't even know that song by them. Right. Like, it's kind of deep in the, uh, the archives. Uh, the chain was actually on the album Time to Burn. It was released in 2010 by uh, by Taking Dawn. Looks yeah. like they have a pretty official-looking video for it. I believe that's one of their main only albums, like full-length albums, and they have a special edition as well. Very nice. On to you, sir. Alrighty. Oh, let's see number three without without playing favorites. Okay, this this one, um, the band I Prevail. Did this song, and there's actually a reason why I uh, I picked this song. They um they did a cover of a uh, blank space by um uh, I can't think of her name Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, T Swift. That's that's exactly like my gosh. So um the the, the reason why I brought this song up. So they they um this this was on the uh, I Prevail's album Heart versus Mind. It was released in 2014. What's cool about this is my um my better half. She uh she's a big country listener. Now I know uh, Taylor Swift is, you know whatever she she they used is to now. Be, she used to be country. She's she was originally country. Now she's, she's trying to do in the pop. Mountains. Trying to do her pop thing, and I know uh, I mean we're not here to break down Taylor Swift, but I know some of her fans are uh are either different or not fond of her. But um what was interesting is my uh, uh my better half Connie and her friends actually heard this uh this cover by Blank uh a Blank Space by I Prevail, and they said that I Prevail's version of Blank Space is better than Taylor Swift's version of Blank Space. In my personal opinion, I agree. As do I. I mean, it's un- it's unfortunate like he didn't just write it. And he right. didn't just say it's uh, Blank Space by I Prevail. I've heard that from a lot of people when I play a farm, even ones who aren't really into our genre. Really cool, cool guitar. There's a there's a neat um, neat like little soloy action in it. Um, very creative with the vocals. I know that they have the uh, the two lead vocalists that they're able to uh, really. Uh, Really do some uh, really cool back and forth. There's an awesome breakdown in the middle of that song, and, and like, it's it's actually a re- relatively pleasing listen. So when I say that I know all the words to a Taylor Swift song, it's uh it's because it's, of that one. It's because of I Prevail. I feel it's funny too. Like you hear a lot of covers, and like you can actually like understand the words in the cover, and you're like, okay, so that's what they say. I've, I've noticed sometimes it's easier to pick it out. Sure, than sure. from the original. So, uh, number three on my list, I Prevail, Blank Space. So, for me, sorry, for my third one, um, a familiar band for most of you, uh, Hailstorm. If you don't know who Hailstorm is, I recommend checking them out. Uh, they've become 
pretty popular. They have two uh, cover albums. They're called Reanimate and then Reanimate 2.0. And they also, I believe they have a a Christmas cover album as well. I think there's only like two or three songs on it. But uh, out of all those, the one I picked is uh, Still of the Night, originally by Whitesnake. Um, I can't say that it's much different, but you have the female vocalist sure. in there, so I, I it changes it a little bit. It makes it their own in that case. It's a little heavier. I'm pretty sure all the uh, guitar work, drums, it's all pretty much the same. They do a very, very good job with it, though. It, uh, I mean, her voice is... You know, you got White Snake who can hit the high pitch things and still can cheat, so she fills it out a little better. Right, so I mean, that's a that's making it their own when you take a female doing a dude thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, contradicting to yours, you have a dude covering a female thing. That's very true. I didn't even I didn't even put two and two together. So definitely, uh, definitely a recommendation. So this is actually off the album Reanimate 3.0. Oh, they have a third one, don't they? I take that back. Cool, and this was I looked, uh, still a Night White Snake cover album, Reanimate 3.0. You know, it's actually really cool. Yeah, you're that right. They, that I they actually they pump stuff like uh, like this out because kind of it kind of it feels like like the uh, band's yeah. like the band's like always that. working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like even like in between their touring and like whatever releases yeah. that they're coming out with, because um, and I know they I know Hailstorm puts a lot of time out in the touring because I mean we see them usually in this area at least once a year. Yeah, uh, they got a cool tour coming up with uh, in, in this, this moment. moment. They're actually yep. going to be going through uh, Lowell, Mass. Um, I can't. It's either the spring or the summer. The uh, spring, the spring there, that they're coming around. Yeah. But very cool. This cover, 2017. Yeah, it's actually yeah this year or last year technically. It's the most recent one. That one I believe has the. Looking at it, that uh, Reanimate album has the most known songs that they covered. Even Metallica's on there. Oh. Watch out for the lawsuits. Yeah, pretty much. And that is my number three. Nothing against Metallica. <laughs> yeah, careful. <laughs> careful. All right, my fourth one. This is actually another per- personal favorite. Now, if you actually looked up the original song called The Metro, I, 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 I actually challenge you to look up the original song, The Metro, and be able to listen to it from start to finish because it is a weird, weird song, like, originally. But, um... System of a Down came up with a cover of the Metro. It was actually on, they did, they did it for a soundtrack. It was on the Dracula 2000 soundtrack, uh, released in 2000. <laughs> awesome bass line to this, actually. The first um, the first song I actually ever learned on bass, uh, one of um, our, fir- our first versions of, uh, of the cover band that we play in, when it was just a... Uh, me and, a, me and a guitarist, like we wanted to kind of uh, branch out and be able to do some other stuff. So I actually ran out and bought a bass for like a hundred bucks and uh, learned, learned this bass line. It's like super fun to play on bass, like, su- like so fun to play. And then they did a great job with it uh, lyrically, good amount of energy, the neat little system of a down, like a uh, little, little guitar action. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're, 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 they're really in there, but uh, this, I mean, I love system of a down. If um if I was to pick out like my top five favorite songs from System of the Down, the Metro is probably one of them. Yeah, and I know it's a cover, but like I said, if you listen to the 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 first version of this song, like the original version, I mean, it, this is pretty much theirs. They mm-hmm. they stole the premises of it and, the, and right. the vocals and made it. There's a lot of songs like that with the covers. Made it kick ass. But the covers are more. You look at uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door. 
I don't even know how to describe what the original genre is. Like, it's like, like easy acidy rock paleo. I don't think it was rock. Like, it was like, it's like grungy, like psychedelic music. But System of a Down, the Metro, definitely on my top five. It's on my top five for, like I said, System of a Down songs, and I, I love System of a Down. Agree. Yes, sir. For my fourth, jumping into some familiar territory, uh, Atreyu. And I know what everyone's thinking. Who knows Atreyu? The song you think I'm going to pick, you know, giving love a bad name. That's not the song you're going to pick? can't say it is. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, they actually released a small covers album. I believe as Atreyu as a whole, there's only two songs on it. Uh, the other ones just have different band members here and there. Uh, but I, uh, they did a cover of Living on the Edge, originally by Aerosmith. Um, and if you know the Bon Jovi cover, they put their edge on this one as well. The clean, the heavy, breakdowny. I enjoy this one. No offense to Mr. Steven Tyler. I enjoy this one more. So every time I listen to the Steven, you know, the Aerosmith one, in my head, this one is playing. Yeah, definitely uh, something to check out. It's, it's more on their, uh, in their deep in their archives. It's not a, when you can really just find that in nowhere. Yeah, albums covers of the Dam came out in 2010. Yep. Yeah, a couple. Uh, I mean, obviously YouTube is. Uh, I mean, you can find more on YouTube sometimes than. Yeah, three tunes on on this uh, particular EP. They uh, did uh, Holiday in Cambodia, which mm-hmm. forgive me, I'm not familiar with. And Boys Are Back in Town, I believe. Is on uh, Guitar well. Gangsters and Cadillacs. That one is on there as well. I'm going to give Volbeat that one, though, because I think Volbeat feels that better. All right, this also says, uh, the boys are back in town in my own summer. Is that the, de- is that the Deftones? I believe so. Would have to be. I don't know any other my own summer. The, I'm getting lost in the, uh, the, the looking up the stuff world here. Um, <laughs> that's very cool. Once again, another band filling their free time and uh, mm-hmm. just trying to do some, uh, some awesome stuff and uh, relate to uh, some, other, some, uh, some other audiences. So my uh, my fifth one, I saved the best for last, but this band is getting a second a second review on this. So what um what Affiance also did, uh, like we mentioned before, Affiance does like a like a ton of covers, but um so also huge Iron Maiden fan, Affiance took the song Aces High and really did something pretty uh pretty magical with it. If I was gonna if I was gonna say what they did, they um I, I think they they modernized um, so, Iron so, Maiden's yeah, uh, Aces so. High. Uh, the guitar work is like definitely a lot more metalcore. Mm-hmm. His voice range still kills it in this song. Like it's it's uh, it's it's special. It's like right up there. Like he can still hit the notes. I mean he can like he can play like right along with it. But you get the like that that mo- the the modern metalcore tone tone that they put on it. I mean it's a it's a great song regardless. But this song is pretty epic. You can feel it. Like I mean it's punchy. They right. made it punchy. Um, they did that cool thing in the beginning. With the um, monologue. Yeah, the, they, they got the monologue that's, like, blended in there nicely. Uh, it, it still has the soul of the original, but I would say, like, like behind, like, the vocals and, like, like leading in the way that they did the, they, they did the guitar work. I mean, epic, epic tune. Uh, released in 2016. It's not on. Um, it's not on any. Uh, I think it's all singles. It's not on any albums. So, I mean, this is one of those ones that you have to kind of uh, find it, look for it. Uh, but, I mean, YouTube, I'll, uh, I'll link it. I mean, definitely something to... Mm-hmm. To, to to look up, Definitely. check out, especially if you're enjoy. an Iron Maiden fan. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I mean when they made it their own. I mean they they made it their own. Like like 
not necessarily up a notch on Iron Maiden, but they I think they they made it their own like with a nod to Iron Maiden. Yeah. No, totally. And I'm sure Iron Maiden would be proud if they heard it. That rounds up my top five. Cool, cool. So for my last one, uh, I wanted to one because I really enjoy this cover. Uh, two because the second part of our cast today will involve um, the female front women in uh, the metal rock genre. Unfortunately, this band was not on any of the tops. They, uh, I saw them originally with Rob Zombie. I'm sorry, not Rob Zombie. Take that back. Alice Cooper and Marilyn Manson, and uh, she ended up opening opening for them. They're called Picture Me Broken. It is actually the daughter to Greg Allman. So I don't know if that's how they get in there or you know whatnot. They uh, soon as I heard like two three songs in, she's got the little bit of scream behind it. Some of her songs, I like ran to the merch booth. I grabbed their full length album, and they have like a EP album. Now the EP album, I can't find it on any streaming sites. Um, YouTube obviously has the songs on it. Sure, sure. But the last one on it is a cover of Crazy On You, originally by Heart. Yeah, yeah. Her vocal range, I mean, you're a female in female action. So, I mean, she's right up there. She kills it, honestly. Um, it's uh, Instrumentally wise, it's, it's, it's heavier. But it's not deriving from the song. It stays pretty much on course for the most part. Um, again, it's it's a little hard to find. Uh, YouTube would probably be your only main source. But uh, definitely, definitely check. Even the band alone, definitely check them out. Very good. Unfortunately, the, they're actually unsigned as well. So all their, their main album was released independently. But they're on a hiatus as of 2014. Which is a shame. But it is what it is. Yeah, happens to the best of them. The, uh, the lead singer refers to herself only as Brooklyn. Yeah, I think her uh, Kyla. I think it's like her technical first name. But she's uh she's a uh, she's an Almond Brothers daughter. Yep, Greg Almond is her father. And yeah, Brooklyn Almond doesn't really have the same ring to it. Very cool. I like it. Little uh, not not necessarily going to be on the uh, on the no. Which we're we're into that kind of stuff around here. Mm-hmm. I like to dig a little bit. And from what I can find, it looks like they looks like it might have been released as a single, but it's hard to. Yeah, it's not. Really- very cool, very cool. So uh, we offered you uh, ten options. Uh, we didn't want to we didn't want to necessarily bore you. I know we've we've been very ambitious. <laughs> Our first couple of uh, first couple of episodes with the uh, the number of tracks and number of bands that we uh, we bring up. But you know what? Today we really focused in. Uh, we wanted to give you five each. With um awesome covers i mean a, a great art form out there like these uh these hard rock heavy metal punk guys i mean they they, they can do some really fun stuff mm-hmm. and you know you get kind of like a look into like their uh what's the word i'm looking for not necessarily what uh gosh i'm at a loss for vocabulary today influences influences that's or a good that's their, a good word for like what they grew up with, yeah. like what, like maybe their mom or their dad were like listening to, and it's like, hey, I'm gonna take this and run with it. Right. You know, it's funny because, and um, you know, you you see a lot of the bands nowadays, and you're like, oh, they, that's all they listen to, but it's not necessarily the, the uh, the true thing because I watched a listen to uh, an interview with Brendan Saller of Betrayal on their most recent album, and they were all 
one of the questions was, you know, what what are some of your favorite albums, music to listen to? Is one of his favorite albums at the time was one of the Jonas Brother albums. Sure. And that's it's just it's you know what I mean? It's it's you don't expect it. Well, it's funny when I when you when you see people like it like crushes people to know that like they're sure. they're beloved bands. Like you would think it's like oh man, if I listen to. If I listen to like metalcore, new metal, like that has to be all that these other guys listen to, and no, they're probably like out like rocking some jazz mm-hmm. or uh, so some more like some more cultured stuff, and like it blows people's minds sometimes. It it's like, it what do you mean? Like, you don't think your your musicians here that right. like they ha- they have like maybe like a little culture, like some mm-hmm. some influences, like maybe something that they learn some technique by. And they like also have their own um, their own ear on things as well. And another funny side side note, um, the guitarist to Five Finger Death Punch, Jason Hook. Okay, yep. Uh, when he first started out, he actually played guitar for Hilary Duff. And there's like actual video of their live stuff, and he's back there. And I mean, uh, interview with him as well. He said he, he he had fun with it. He loved it. You know. So it's it's not not always exactly what's portrayed. Well, gosh, uh, Marilyn Manson had that had that dude that he was like a country artist like prior to but, right you know these guitarists for hire you're gonna go, you're gonna go where the money is and exactly i'm sure if you could survive Marilyn manson like he paid well sure sure he did i'd hope anyway well yeah so awesome awesome definitely uh definitely some uh, some cover tunes out there you have to check out so um what anthony kind of uh preluded to we um this is heavy metal over a six pack so in episode two we did a battle royale with the uh with the with the best in the world folk celtic metal band which uh luvietti uh took took that prize um in upcoming episodes i actually came up with uh what i would consider a super bracket because um something i'm really fond of and i'm I'm pretty sure anthony's pretty fond of it as well when uh the female fronted metal bands can be awesome now i don't I know there's only a select few that are gonna get like the crazy radio player and like the, sure. the big response, the the big popularity. Um, what's what's been encouraging for uh, for the female fronted is that um, they've been getting a lot more headlining shows that that I've noticed. I mean, like the hailstorms breaking out, like in this moment, it's starting to get bigger. Um, I know Arch Enemy just did a uh, a co-headlining tour with uh, Trivium yep. last yep. year. Um, so I mean they're, they're they're getting out and like Otep I know Otep, is, yep. has done sure. been able to get quite a few but it's uh it's something that I, it's hard it's hard to understand why it's not more popular because they can bring such an awesome oh, range God, yeah. to oh, uh yeah. to, to the music especially just, like uh, when just, the bands actually do it like the right way and then, right. Um, you have that that yin and yang with the the heavy and then like that choiry chorus coming in there. Hmm. Or mix it with like the dude, where you got like the the male vocals with yep. the with the Agreed. with the with the female like either uh, supplementing it or mm-hmm. complementing it or mm-hmm. even overpowering it. Sure. Because uh, let's face it, there's uh, there's there's nothing hotter in the world than a than a than a lady that can sing. I agree. So in the uh, in the, in upcoming episodes, it'll, it'll probably be a two-parter. I would say overall, but um, we did 16 folk. Celtic metal bands. Well, the next the next battle royale has a field of thirty two. <laughs> it's a little little bigger. Has a field of thirty two, and uh, there's there's two reasons why we're doing this. One, I get the opportunity of uh, checking out thirty two uh, female fronted metal bands. <laughs> yep. And uh, adding a adding a, a a shit ton of music to my uh, my playlist. Like uh, what happened the the last time that we, mm-hmm. we we pulled this nonsense. But in order to get down to the thirty two, so I went I went back to the website thetop10s.com. 
Really cool, really cool website, and um, I really actually liked how they broke this one out because this one seemed to be a little bit more modern. Like sure. it, it was really like up to date with like some, a lot of the bands that are out there mm -hmm. right now. But what happened was when I got down to like the, the 32 names, uh, name number 33 and 34 are two bands that I've actually heard of before and I'm actually quite fond of. So what I decided it would only be fair if we had a uh, if we had a four band play in game. So, even so if uh, I'm here. These are my uh, these are my sports terminologies. A play-in game would be the uh, the college basketball tournament has these like four or five uh, schools have to actually play in order to earn their way into the sure. tournament. So these four female-fronted metal rock bands are gonna go head to head. We're gonna pick two. Now it's, this isn't gonna be like the heads-up style, Anthony. I think what we're gonna do is we we kept our uh, our same hatchet point system, yep. and uh, we're gonna just take the top two scores. We're gonna, we'll break them down. We'll we'll come up with the with the top. We'll give all four of them a score, and the top two will actually be in the top 32. From which, like I said in uh, future episodes, we'll we'll break that down to 16, and then we'll be able to do the uh, the heads up and determine which one of these uh, female rock metal bands are indeed the uh, best in the world. Says uh, heavy metal over a six pack. Sounds good to you, sir. Sounds good to me, other sir. All right, our um our four uh, our four playing bands. Uh, the first the first group is going to be We Are the Fallen. And then it's going to be revamp. The the third one is stitched up heart, and uh, the last one is icon for hire. One of these two are going to earn their uh, are going to punch their ticket to the big show, and uh, have a chance to be the uh, the best in the world. So um, I guess we'll uh, anything to add before we break break it. All right, let's start with uh, we are the fallen. Okay. Um, so really comical. I think I remember uh, messaging you, Anthony, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about the We Are the Fallen. So something I didn't know. Apparently Evanescence didn't uh, get along too well back in the day. And uh, Ms. Uh, Amy Lee may have uh, lost her original band. I think it's almost all of them. I think it's three members of original. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, what, so what they do is they uh, the, these guys uh, start a new band. They, they wanted to be female-fronted. So they pretty much went out and found themselves an Amy Lee clone. Uh, she is a former American Idol contestant. Former American Idol contestant. Carly Smithson. And if you ask me, her vocals are pretty similar. Like, if I heard it on the radio, I'd be like, oh, new Evanescence. It's a, it's a goddamn Amy Lee clone. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so it was about 2003. They started having the issues. Uh, they picked up this lady. Um, so we checked them out. We scored them, Anthony. In, in my opinion, I mean, I'm a, I'm a good, I'm a big, no, I wouldn't say a big fan, but I enjoy Evanescence. I enjoy, you know, some of their stuff. Um, these guys are just slightly heavier, but in all in all, it's, they're pretty much in the same, same boat. Um, I thought they were slightly heavier in like a couple tunes. Like, the I mean, they're not much heavier. The problem like, I had, the problem I had was their overall catalog. Yeah. I, I'll, what I'll do is I'll actually break them down for those six points since we don't have that many of them. Sure. Um, vocals, I gave them a five because, I mean, I like Amy Lee's vocals. I think they're good. They're, I don't want to use the word quiry, but I mean, it's, and they got that little growl in there, which I kind of like. Uh, lyrics are four. I mean, they were fine. Nothing crazy. Guitar work is four. It's guitar. I mean, there's nothing too much going on. Uh, the drums are three. From a drummer's point of view, they're pretty basic. There's nothing wrong with that, but no. Um, Keeping time, man. Keeping time. Yeah, pretty much. Effect-wise, I think they were, I mean, they had the same thing Evanescence has. They got the little orchestra sometimes, or the violins, or the little pretty raindrops, stuff like that. Uh, give them a four for that. I mean, overall, I gave them a three. 
they uh they're fine. Mm-hmm. Didn't stand out. I mean, when you have Evanescence already there, having the same thing is kind of right. Yeah. Your thoughts there? What does that make your overall, Anthony? Uh, your uh, your total rather. My overall will give them a twenty-three. Twenty-three. So yeah, going back, uh, vocals. Uh, I only scored the vocals a three. You know what? She had, she had a very pre- pretty voice. Like she's a, a very good singer. My, and maybe what hurt hurt this band for me was the fact that I actually saw how they got formed. Because sure. Okay, uh, so yeah. you're you're gonna bail and you're gonna leave Evanescence, and then you go find Amy Lee's clone, and it's you pretty much essentially. you pretty much. So I it almost wants I almost want to ask uh, guys. Uh, let's see, your former members. You got Ben Moody, John LeCompte, and Rocky Gray. So, did you guys write these songs and Amy Lee tell you to go pound sand and you couldn't play them in Evanescence? I mean, is that why we... Was that was that there part was, of the there reason? Was, there was some words thrown between <laughs> them. <laughs> so, like, this is the stuff that you guys wanted to play, so you went out and found yourself an Amy Lee clone and just uh, put them out anyway. It's like, well, I don't know. It just bugged me. So, I mean, I, I, gave, the, I gave the vocals a three. I was actually four on the lyrics. Yep, then what I got. Fine. Guitar and drum. Guitar, I actually rated it two. Yeah. I, th- I thought, I mean, it fit, nothing nothing overly Crazy. complicated. I mean, it's the problem is it's the same thing as Evanescence. I, this is the problem. I can't get by this. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty much... Especially an, reading into it. You're pretty much an Evanescence clone. Mm-hmm. So you're featuring your strong female front, and you're hoping that the world will embrace her like yeah. they did Amy right. Lee. And, and, I mean, obviously we know the we probably know the end of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, effects, I mean, in all honesty, all four of these bands lot of effects Agreed. like really built in i mean i gave them a four overall sound of three i mean my total was 19 so looks like a 42 for uh we are the fallen in the play-in game the uh respectable yeah uh, maybe I don't know. the uh, next one we have is revamp uh marcus i'll have you start with these guys all right revamp for me all right so revamp is actually not a band that's actually currently active i mean they they became inactive in 2016 they're originally from uh from the netherlands they're a dutch progressive metal band my, uh, I actually thought, so when I first, when I first started listening to Revamp, and, um, I, I will honestly, I can be honest with this one, I did not know them prior to, uh, to, to looking them up. When I first started listening to the first couple of tracks, like, I was actually very excited by the instrumental mm-hmm. in it, and then, um, and then unfortunately, the, uh, the, the vocals came in, and her, her vocals didn't do anything for me. I felt they were very, like, choiry. It was very opery. Yeah. Like, there's I mean, a lot of opera, which... It just didn't fit in my mind, I guess. You know, I, I don't mind having the opera tone in in these songs, but I don't like it when it's the main right. lyric. Because it's almost like the whole song. Right. I, There's like, a little screaming behind it, am I correct? I think some uh, of the songs have a little, some, but not but really. I mean, but if I was going down the points, I mean, her actual voice itself, I mean, very beautiful, but just not my thing. I, I gave it a two. Uh, the lyrics of three. The guitar and the drum, like I said, I was very, I was actually very excited about it initially. Um, I rated both of those a four. Um, the effects, like it, uh, going back, all of these bands uh, had a, a lot of uh, side effects, whether it be synth, whether it be uh, uh, additional uh, production, and I mean overall sound three. And to be honest, that, that's being generous. I don't know if I'd want to listen to them sure. in my personal time. Um, so. But with with those added together, I mean the uh, the, the upgrade in the guitar and the drum. I mean the, the, my overall is a twenty. Okay, two things I kind of noticed that were weird. So they have two different albums. Um, their Wild Card album. They have a song called "The Anatomy of a Nervous Breakdown." There are three songs with that same name, with a small additive at the end, which I felt weird. But even weirder, their self-titled album 
They have In Sickness Till Death Do Us Part. Again, three different songs, same title, different ending to it. That was kind of weird. Huh. It's like they couldn't decide how to uh, write right. the song, so sure. they just did all three versions. Um, Maybe Evan Evanescence should have did that initially, and then <laughs> We Are the Fallen would have. Right. Uh, vocals, I gave him a three, the same same reason as you. Uh, lyrics, I gave a four. Well, I mean, lyrics are fine. I'm not any poet myself. I can't, you know, give too much on it. Guitar work, I gave a three. It was fine. The drums, I gave a two. It was, I mean, for me, it was a little on the boring side. Not too much going on. Uh, effects, I gave him a four. Because, again, they're all pretty effect heavy. Overall, basic, right in the middle, three. Uh, that will give me a 19 overall. That's a grand total of uh, 39 hatchet points for the, for the revamp. So uh, they are currently in our playing game. They are, they are holding number two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with two to go. So they're, uh, they're, <laughs> they're looking for some pretty low numbers. <laughs> uh, so next up is Stitched Up Hearts. I'll let you start with these guys. I know you know them a little better than I do. So Stitched Up Heart. First song I ever heard by Stitched Up Heart actually came out in uh, 2016. It was a song called Finally Free. Um, I actually heard them, I believe, on uh, uh, Octane. On, uh, okay, the, yeah. the, the satellite radio and uh, I do this thing like when I'm in the car when I hear a cool song on Octane of a band I've never heard of before I'll do that screen I'll do a quick uh, flash of it. of it that way I can uh, go up and uh, check it out later. And, and check them out later um, I think uh, I think what they're considered their more popular song is actually monster on I like that, that one. Album, I enjoy the which is all it's a good tune like I, I like but we were we were actually discussing this a, yeah, a little while ago the um the verses of this are, 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 are cool. It's got like mm-hmm. a nice chunky rhythm to yeah. it with the guitar. Like she's got like a little attitude in her voice, but then like the, the whole song like kind of turns over on itself like during the choruses. And uh, it just kind of becomes like something else. I'm not kind of meh. I'm not a fan not... of the chorus. I agree. I totally um, agree. So I, I really tried to be uh, be diligent and not and get past the, uh, the couple of songs that um, that I know and like really get into like their B level stuff. Um, her vocals, I, I do love her voice. It's, mm-hmm. I gave, I gave it a four. Okay. Um, lyric wise, a three. Cool songs. I mean, you know, uh, guitar wise, I also gave a three. Um, it fit. It works. Nothing overly complicated. I don't I don't recall hearing any uh, any great solos or anything like that. I mean. Not that any of these really had that. I mean, unfortunately, Revamp probably had some of the best guitar work as far as I'm concerned, but mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. rest of the band kind of blew. So we all know the tragic end of that story. <laughs> um, drums, I, get, I actually gave a four. Effects, I gave a four. And overall sound, I mean, I, I mean, this, they're a good band. I like Stitch Apart. Yep, no, I, I, uh, well. I gave them a four. Um, my overall turns into a 22. Um, I actually rated them a little higher. Um, I feel that out of all of these bands, Stitch Apart was probably the heaviest. With the, they had the breakdowns. They got a lot more of the screamy on her end. Uh, vocals, I gave her a five. Same. I mean, I like that whole attitude in the Monster song. I really enjoy the screaming vocals. Likewise, I gave him a three because it's, I mean, again, I'm not a poet. So I, I gave him what they got. I actually gave the guitar work a five. I felt it was a little more impressive with the heavier stuff sure. and the, the breakdowns. Uh, drums, I gave a four for the same reason. They're a little quicker. Um... Effects, I gave them a five. They had some some neat, a lot of effects with their vocal work, where they kind of cut up the screams to kind of fit like a, like a catchiness to it, which is mm-hmm. kind of neat. Uh, overall, I actually gave them a five. I actually really enjoyed them, starting to listen to them. Uh, that would give me a 27 overall. 27. That's 49 hatchet points, which is a uh, pretty good number, and that's going to that's gonna guarantee them a spot in mm-hmm. a big show. So congratulations to the Park. Small clap, small clap. 
All right, last but not least uh, in, our, in our playing game, we have Icon for Hire. Go ahead, Anthony. You can start with Icon for Hire if you're ready. So um, I've listened to these guys for a while. <clears throat> um, the first album, the scripted, was very, very good. That's actually uh, uh, one of the two albums from Tooth & Nail Records that they had. Their most recent album, You Can't Kill Us All, is actually independently released, which unfortunately is a little more poppier. More, it's it's less instrument oriented. It's a lot. It's a lot electronica. Yeah, um, but their their first two albums are phenomenal. Ariel Bloomer is their front front woman. They are from Illinois. They uh, were started in 2007. Um, they a lot of the songs they they had the mash of the electronic with uh, the poppy to the heavier stuff. Again, I've, I've their first album was more. I, I'll put them on the lines of like Paramore. They were kind of the punkiness. Uh, second yep. album had a little more of the the electric stuff in there, um, but still still a very good album. I gave uh, for vocals. I gave her five. She's good. She's fine. Uh, the, she lost a little bit of points because live, it's it's not the same. Oh, I've seen uh, you've seen the icon for higher live. I have. And uh, it's uh, it's have. always it's always a shame because mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, lyric wise, I actually gave her a high six because her lyrics, if you really listen to them, they're they're poetic in a sense, but um, the way she explains situations and like building up yourself and the whole nine yards and stuff like that, it's, it's really good. Like when you really, really listen to it. Oh, very cool. Uh, guitar and drums both got a four. They're fine. They're nothing crazy. Uh, except the guitarist has like the largest mohawk ever. Like <laughs> literally, it like flops around. It's absurd. so punk rock, man. Mm-hmm. For effects, I gave him a six because for the second album, it's, it's a lot of the effect work in there. But I think it feels it feels well, and I think it makes the album what it is. Overall, I gave them a five because I really enjoyed them. I've enjoyed them for a while. They've always been one of my top top ends. What about for you, sir? What are your thoughts? What does that make your total, Anthony? Oh, I'm sorry. That? that will give me a thirty altogether. Very nice. That is our highest single uh, single total on the mm-hmm, board. Mm-hmm. I'm generous. Um, I'm generous. So I was actually uh, I was looking down my list as you, as you're going over this. Um, this is gonna be a bad comparison. When I first heard Icon for Hire, um, I'm trying to remember the the there's a there was a she's more pop music mm-hmm. back in the day, but she kind of had like that punk rock look. Yep. Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Does I that can, sound, does that I can feel where you're going with this. Yeah. Is that the right so, artist? Am I thinking of? Yeah. So when I first heard Icon for Hire, like that's the first person that came to my mind, but like more badass. Okay. Because. She was actually like a punk chick that actually had the band behind her, right? The, to actually they have the like rock it with and her. The whole um, that uh, the, the, I mean, the first song. I mean, this is probably everybody's first song that they've heard from uh, "Make a Move." Yep, is uh, it's got that cool level of um, it's got that little rappiness to yep. it, but like it's just kind of like, hey, I'll you know, I'll kick you in the balls if you uh, get in my way. Pretty much, kind of action, but it's very catchy. Um, the guitar works pretty awesome. I actually always wanted to do like the male cover version of that song, yep. like with our with cool. our guys, because sure. um, I mean, just high energy kind of a thing. Agreed. But as I'm going down my list, I mean, I notice I, I must have been in a bad mood when I scored them, because <laughs> um, so vocals and lyrics, I uh, I gave them both a four. Okay. Apparently, when I was breaking this down and uh, with my uh, with my judging ear, I was not very impressed with the guitar because I only gave it a two. Which that's something crazy. It, it's nothing crazy, but you know what? It's now, now, now that I'm looking back, I'm going to critique my critique. Right. Like, I'm, I'm being a little hard there because when, when you talk about, like, key moments in and, like, good right. progression and nice breakdowns and whatnot, I mean, they're, they're really on point. They're pretty tight for the most part. 
I will say there um that that latest release. I'm not sure if that was supposed to necessarily be experimental yeah. on their part or if it maybe it shouldn't have been necessarily icon for hire. Maybe right. it should have been her and uh, whatever this. It was more solo. What? I mean, if I'm correct, they uh they lost a few of their members before that. I mean, it's independent, so they obviously it's not with their company. And I didn't do a lot of research going into this, but what I do remember seeing is that uh, that album cover had like her picture and another guy's picture. Yeah, like, I that think was it. It's it was like only, those two. I think there's only two of them. Yeah. So it's kind of like okay, was this really an icon for hire? But right. I mean, I judge everything as a whole. Sure. When you give me a whole catalog, sure. I try to be. Yep. I try to be persistent. But anyway, drum. I mean, a three. My my untrained drum eye. I mean, it sounds fine to me. Nothing out of the ordinary effects wise five i do like uh, a lot of their built-in and for the sake of this conversation i'm just going to ignore that i i couldn't get through the newest album i couldn't either honestly I, uh, as much as i like these guys i could not i played a couple of tracks i tried to be open-minded because i actually don't mind like like it didn't have a hook though i don't like ed I, I don't mind edm right but is that what it is yes did i say it right yes. okay electronic dance music right well that's what it was uh, i mean, yeah, I mean it, 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 it's sure but I don't know. I guess if I if I'm if I'm looking for icon for hire, I'm not looking for EDM. So right. I don't know if I if I do ever get the pleasure of seeing you icon for hire, if we could uh, just stick to the old stuff, that'd be uh, that'd be great. Overall sound. Um, again, I must have been in a bad mood because I gave it a three. Ooh. But kept whole catalog. But regardless, that does that did give them 21. Okay. So their their overall score is going to be a 51. 51. So. Uh, Stitched up heart and icon for hire are going to make it to the big show. Mm-hmm. Small, small golf clap, small golf clap. So that will be. Uh, they will finish off our uh, our field of uh, 32. That'll be a that'll be a good time. Yeah. So fu- future episodes, uh, keep a lookout. Our next battle, battle royale is uh, is going to be a two parter uh, best female fronted heavy metal rock band. So Anthony, I don't know what you think, man. I got I got I got I got some thoughts on some uh, some heavy metal headlines. Heavy metal headlines. As do I. Awesome, awesome. So we'll, we'll do some uh, do some heavy metal headlines today. I'm uh I'm gonna take the the front here. Uh, sticking with the female genre. Um, any people out there who know who Arch Enemy is? Recently, they have acquired Alyssa White Gloves um, as their front uh, front woman. Uh, originally in the band The Agonist. Um, she has saying that she will be um, that she's writing uh, material for her debut solo album which could be interesting um, I know one of her main things that she said is that a lot of people so with the agonist she does a lot of the clean vocal work in it being with that enemy if anyone knows is no clean it's pretty all screamy so she get a lot of um, people asking, you know, about her clean, and they want that back. So, well, she must have had some uh, some influence. Like the the latest Arch Enemy, Arch Enemy album that came out. Like, there's a lot more. Like, there is some clean in it. Is there, there's there's actually, actually one track that is uh, that's actually primarily clean. Okay. Um, I'd have to I'd have to look up the actual song, but sure. it's, uh, I believe it's, uh, it's uh, the Eagle Flies Alone. Okay. Like, but uh, I think that's that's more of a. It's gonna actually the album is gonna be titled Alyssa, so it's gonna be self-titled essentially. Um, but she was saying that with a band, um, all the people that are in it, they all have their own projects. As you know, they have Jeff Loomis now, who's originally from Nevermore. Uh, he also has his own solo guitar work. I like that new sound. Like uh, 
I don't know what your overall thoughts are on like Ar- Arch Enemy, but they're... I haven't checked out much of the new stuff. I, I remember their old stuff just kind of being like, you know, I don't like to use the word screamo because I know a lot of it's a lot more, uh, a lot more technical than what that makes it sound. But I mean, that's that's how I felt about their old stuff. Their their new stuff. I mean, they they got some good they got some good tunes out there. She was uh she was saying that uh, with the new album, she's under no pressure to play a particular style of music. Um, quoted, I also paid close attention to what my fans want. She said that she hasn't been ignoring them with her request for the clean singing voice. So maybe that's, you know. I wonder what, I wonder what kind of cash she's looking for to actually uh, f- to fill in like her solo project. Did it, did it mention anybody that she's featuring? Or? Doesn't say anything. Right. It says it's pretty much all just her, nothing uh, nothing out of the, the ring there. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty, cr- I mean. I mean, it's not like she's the first one. They all some. I, I like when people like break off and like they do like they're so like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they're not always like uh, top notch popularity. Um, like one of a good break off that I heard like Search Tanky and sure. Like, I keep running yep. system of it down, mm-hmm. but when he actually went out and did Search Tanky and um, wasn't a super catalog, but mm-hmm. like he definitely pumped out like some good ones. Um, oh, like uh, going back to our f- uh, first episode, uh, Tremonti from Creed and Alterbridge. Yeah, he did his solo thing, and that's that's. I don't know. I don't think he's even radio-ish, um, but I mean, he's got he's got a good catalog as well. So these uh, these uh, these these cool side projects when they do go, they go solo, and it's neat. I feel like you like you learn you, you, you maybe you learn something about about the their artists taste. and, the, and like their, their taste. choice. They don't have four other people. Corey Taylor's a good one for that. Yep. I mean, agreed. Bounces back and forth between Slipknot and Stone Sour. Mm-hmm. I mean, two very. I mean, two very different. I know he kind of got Stone Sour going a little heavier. They seemed to have swapped, honestly. But they uh, they they went uh, they kind of went back to uh, back to their original lines, I guess, for uh, for lack of a better word. Yep. Um, the most recent. While we're bringing up uh, super groups, um, I, I came across this one. Well, let me let me see if uh, I can remember the name. In the uh, the spirits of the uh, the breakoffs and the super groups, I actually uh, I came across this group today when I was uh, when I was uh, rifling through uh, Loudwire.com. Um, it's called Legend of the Seagullmen. Okay, like um, sea gold. Yep, like like the bird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> listen to this as uh, they describe themselves as a genre destroying supergroup. Okay. Uh, they feature Danny Carey of Tool. Okay. Brent Hines of Mastodon. This one kind of makes me laugh. Director Jimmy Hayward of uh, Jonah Hex and Horton Hears a Hoop. In a band. Well, he's he's the director. I'm not sure. I've never heard of a director in a band, but okay. Oh, he's. I'm so sorry. I, I have to finish reading the sentence. Director Jimmy Hayward. So he is a director of Jonah Hex and Horton. Here's a who. He's playing guitar. Oh. Okay. Uh, bassist Pete Griffin of Zappa plays Zappa and Death Clock. Yep. And uh, lead singer and visionary David the Doctor Dreyer, and then a synth player Chris Gio, uh, Digiova, Excuse me, D. Giovanni and guitarist Tim Dawson. So a uh, pretty full crew. Pretty interesting mashup mash yeah. in there. It's different. I would say so. No, I'm not prepared to give it a full album review, but it's different. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. Is much. it genre destroying? Would you say? Uh well, quite the, they are they are self they are self proclaimed. It's fucking legendary. Oh. And that's okay. right off of their website, theseagullmen.com. Huh. Interesting. It's a yeah, interesting breed, but so sometimes these breakoffs are are good. Sometimes these breakoffs are interesting. Supergroups, you don't hear a lot of those nowadays. We, 
as much as it was back then. Uh, you know, I'd say back then, but I think you know. Problem. I actually think like the supergroups have actually been happening like more often than not. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, they just don't have the. They don't put out anything worth anything. Like unless they unless they they actually do like a cover of, like their previous stuff with sure. like just like other other musicians. Like mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything great come from a supergroup because there were actually two TV shows, American Idol ish. A lead singer, there was In Excess, which with Dave Navarro, which I haven't heard anything since that, and Supernova, which had Tommy Lee and uh, the original bassist to Metallica. Yeah, 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 I actually remember. Um, and again, I don't think they even released anything, it just kind of died off. Um, going even older, you have Damn Yankees, which is technically a super group. Okay. Let's not, can you take me higher? It's got Ted Nugent, I believe, is in that. Okay. Along with the lead singer to Sticks. Well, they're more well known, so I guess I guess one supergroup in the world made it. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes when you get too artsy, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. outsmart yourself. So, uh, so good news, Anthony. Going off of uh, episode two and our uh, our runner-up, uh, Corpiclani. Mm-hmm. I just happened to pass by this headline: Corpiclani to release Kalkija album in September. Ooh. So, uh, Finnish folk metalers Corpiclani will release their tenth studio album. Kalkija, uh, in parentheses, that actually means Wanderer. Okay. On September 7th through Nuclear Blast Records. Yep. I remember the part of that. Uh, cover artwork was designed by Jan Yerland, who uh, did work for uh, Battle Beast and Manowar. And uh, let's see, founding member John Jarvala, forgive me if I'm pronouncing all of this wrong, commented, we've never been as satisfied with a final result as we are with Kalkija. Huh. We tried to keep it very natural and that's what you'll soon be able to hear clearly like the wanderer this album is a journey one that makes you feel good stay tuned which um my new, my new love for corpaclani after uh, we were able to uh, discover them in uh in our in our last uh, battle royale there i yep. mean yeah so that's pretty fun and um now, if, you, if you're up to your 10th studio album, like, if, if you're saying, like, this is the most satisfying final result that you've ever had, I mean, I'd like to think that that's a good thing. So something to uh, look out for, and maybe a, a potential album review for us cool. for, uh, for a smashed banana percentage. Smashed banana. Um, going along with new albums and going along with covers all at once, uh, Lame of God is releasing an album called Burn the Priest. And... Side note, it's their 20th year anniversary. Holy crap. Been right? Been that long. 1998 was when they started. Jesus. Um, the uh, album is set to be released in May. Uh, some of the songs off of it. Now, a lot of the. They seem to be a lot of uh, like older um, heavy rock groups, metal, maybe even. Um, a lot of uh, deep archive diving band songs I've never heard. Mm-hmm. Um, Inherit the Earth, originally performed by The Accused. Honey Bucket by the Melvins, Kerosene, Not Bush, spelled with a K also, um, by Big Black. I think Bush did oh, glycerin. glycerin, isn't it? Yep, nope, that's my fault. Um, Eye Against Eye by Bad Brains, Axis Rot by, uh, excuse me here, Sliang Laos. Close enough. Yep. Um, probably the only one I know. Jesus built my hot rod. Rod, sorry. Originally by Ministry. One voice by Agnostic Front. Dine Alone by Quicksand. And We Gotta Know by the Chromax. So they went, really went for the B listings. Yeah, that's uh, 
Could be interesting. So uh, Lamb of God is telling you exactly what they think of the music that they uh, they really enjoy with this one. Yeah. I'm wondering too with with Randy's vocals being more screaming. I know he has a couple clean, but you're gonna be limited. Yeah, I he's growing. He's growing up. Like that that last album. Uh, that last couple, album. Like a it, it was, there, yeah, yeah. Never. Not terrible. No, no. He's he he holds his own. Huh? So I can actually. Uh, I got one more other short one. Um, so you weirdos that are uh, in the cult of the uh, ghost following. <laughs> so, um, what the hell is he calling himself? Papa Emeratus. Uh, to- Tobias Forge is the, is the founder of Ghost. Well, apparently Tobias Forge is uh, stepping down as the uh, lead vocalist. Um, I'm sure you uh, you cult types that uh, follow this band actually already knew this. But the good news is uh, um, this past Friday evening, which... Right, you know, late March, early early April, whenever you uh, you actually get to hear this, um, their new frontman, who is uh, who is going to be lovingly named Cardinal Copia, mm. made his debut with a uh, with a with a three song performance, including um, what's going to be their first single off their new album called Rats. Um, there's a there's a bunch of articles out there. Uh, Tobias Forge was actually talking about it. What makes me laugh about this guy? There's been three Papa Emeratuses. And they've all been Tobias Forge. Really? It just been. He re- just changes his alter ego yeah, okay. for his band, and then. So when I was actually first reading this, I actually thought he was Cardinal Copia, but apparently it is another gentleman. So there's going to be okay. a. Um, Tobias Forge did note in a, in an interview on um, uh, based off of uh, the information I saw on Blabber Blabbermouth.net and uh, Loudwire that uh, that uh, Cardinal Copia has a long way to go, but uh, it's a. Uh, so the new album, it's uh, loosely themed around the concept of death and doom. It's a, okay. it's a, it is a themed album. Uh, it's, the, it's around medieval times, but it's definitely clinging onto a lot of current things. The Black Death, or Plague, is a great example of a turning point for a whole civilization. Complete villages were annihilated, blah, 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 blah. So, so uh, Tobias Forge is uh, apparently... What a fun fact, I guess he was uh, forcibly taken from the stage during the final show of the last tour. In the band, oh. so maybe this is what forced the. Uh, I know they had some. Uh, they had some uh, legal issues where he was uh, actually trying to get everybody to uh, sign off their uh, their rights to any of the band. Oh really? So that he owned 100 percent of it. Just just weird, but kind of douche moves. If any of uh, <laughs> I know there's a there's a big cult following for this ghost, so I figured they've that been would... around for a while, haven't they? Um, inside of five six years, I think. Is that it? Okay. I'm as far sure. as I know, I mean, if, you know, maybe the cult will start. Uh, emailing us and giving us uh, some <laughs> right. feedback, and maybe start hate listening because uh, we're, we're making fun of uh, making fun of Ghost. I believe they also uh, just recently toured with Iron Maiden, if I'm correct, with their yes. their most recent tour saw with that. the Book of Souls. Mm-hmm. Yep. Doesn't look like they've done like a major. Like they do have a North American tour. I, I, I believe it said it was either coming up later this year or it's going to be early next year, mm-hmm. which that will be a full uh, headlining uh, North American tour. But sure. I think they've been doing like a lot of mini things okay, right yeah. now, probably with everything going on. Um, so I had uh, I had one more fun topic just to kind of like lighten the mood, but um, since we I brought up System of a Down quite a bit today, um, I came up with this really nifty video on uh, Loudwire.com. It's uh, the top ten weirdest System of a Down lyrics. Oh boy! What I uh, <laughs> so if uh, if you're a songwriter and you you you, you ever thought that you ever <laughs> thought that you uh, you can't you can't get a song right or your your vocals are just flat or don't make sense or whatnot maybe the top 10 uh weirdest system of a down lyrics will uh will make you feel better um some of these songs are definitely going to be b-tunes like maybe not necessarily be uh anything that you've uh 
you've heard of, like as an example. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go right down the right down the line um, from uh, I guess least odd to oddest, and this is uh, per Loudwire.com. So now these aren't these aren't paragraphs by any means. These are only a couple of sentences each, but right. you, you you get the sense yep. if um, if you look up these songs and like listen to play, or actually go to Loudwire.com and actually watch this video because it's a very nice little uh, compilation that they put together. The first song was uh, "Violent Pornography." The lyric is, "It's a, it's a nonstop disco, but you, it's." I'm sorry. Let me start over. It's a nonstop disco. Bet you, it's Nabisco. Bet you didn't know. If I'm not mistaken, Nabisco makes crackers. They do. They do. So a little product drop. Little cracker disco. Little, <laughs> a little product drop in a system of a down. Uh huh. Uh huh. So if uh, if you're ever having a hard time writing a song, well, I mean, you got disco. They're like, well, what's gonna rhyme with that? And they probably had like the crackers just near them, and they're like, ah, Nabisco, sold. Gotta make do. Right. So I said, if you're ever doubting yourself that like lyrics in your song are ever gonna work, I mean, just remember System of a Down because System of Down's pretty big. They're huge. They just make shit up. Plus, actually, I could have started with this in the beginning, but like when you're singing along the System of a Down songs and like you're singing along to the vocals, I'm not actually sure that any of us really understand sometimes what we're actually saying. You just mouth the words. With the band. Yeah. Like maybe we do know the words, but maybe we never put them together. That's why I want you to think about some of these. A lot of those words, too, you think it says what it does, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Number nine on my list is uh, the song Question! Exclamation point. Uh, the line is, Sweet berries ready for two ghosts are no different than you. Tell me exactly what that's supposed to mean. Well, obviously, when ghosts have two berries, they're obviously different than you. Or no different than you. I'm going to write that on my tombstone when I die. <laughs> that's exactly what it's going to say. Sweet berries ready for two ghosts <laughs> are no different than you. Uh-huh. Like, oh, how did he die? Well, like two, everyone's gonna read some berries and, and some ghosts. Everyone's going to read your tombstone and think that you're mad at them. They weren't meant for me, so... All right, my next song is... Uh, the next song line that we took is uh, Vicinity of Obscenity. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You ready for this one? I hope so. Banana, 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 <laughs> terracotta, banana, terracotta, terracotta pie. That entire song doesn't make sense at all. But I enjoy it thoroughly. Now, what's funny is if you, like I said, go back go back to loudwire.com and look up top 10 weirdest system of down. This is actually on a video compilation that I, uh, that I actually Even better, that's all these the up. chorus to the song. He can't keep a straight face while he's doing this. Like he's imagine. laughing at himself while he's singing banana 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 terracotta banana terracotta terracotta pie. So if you if you're ever in doubt that you can't write your own music vocals. The next one, let's see, we're on number seven going backwards. Uh, this cocaine. The uh, the lyric is there's something wrong with me. I hope you're sick. Okay, I actually know this song. And I this one too. actually kind of caught my attention because I'm like, what? Is that what it actually is says? Is this what we're actually saying? There's something wrong with me. I hope your stepson does not eat the fish. I knew it was eat the fish. I didn't know what that middle lyric something was. Wrong with, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with me. I hope your stepson doesn't eat the fish. Maybe he's allergic. Maybe. Maybe that was like the inspiration. Um, like he was know. hanging out with this lady. Mm-hmm. And her stepson's allergic to fish. And right. And know. like there's fish on the table. Right. Like it's right next to his dinner because you know these people that have allergies they you always have, have to be touch. they always have to be around that allergy. If well, I have yeah. a peanut allergy, I have to be at like Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> right? Like it's like something like we have to like tempt death like every single mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. So I mean maybe, maybe. Uh, the next song, uh, song number six, uh, working backwards, uh, chicken stew. What a splendid pie! Pizza, pizza pie. 
Mm-hmm. I think he was just hungry when he wrote that. I think, you know, there's a lot like of songs, kitchen. like Banana and Terracotta Pie and, like, the fish, fish that's on the table for, like, the stepson. I mean, I mean, he must have been hungry, like, doing a lot of like, things. I think he has some kind of, like, sponsor with the Veggie Tales. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm going to go with. Because with chickens, too, I mean, he actually goes through the toppings. Like, yeah. Pepperonis, green peppers, mm-hmm. mushrooms, olives, chives. I mean, this is what we're singing along to, people, like, when mm-hmm. we're enjoying us some, like, System of a Down this is a pretty good one because I know this song too. The song Sweet Pea. This is actually in the breakdown of the song. Like when he actually gets like, yeah, he does like his big growl. And the, the lyric is, I want to fuck my way to the garden because everyone needs a motherfucker. And he's saying that with some passion, man. Oh, yeah. And this, this was day one, System of a Down. Yeah, this so, is the like, like, first album, right? Is, like, I believe track two, yeah. album one. Yeah. If not track one, it might be track one now that I'm thinking of it. Ah. We know this song, uh, Near and Dear, number four on this list is Needles. Quite simply, pull the tapeworm out of your ass. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh... So, uh, <laughs> after all the the pizza and the garden fucking and the um, the, the fish on the table... Now, you can remember, too, and just throwing this out there, they're extremely political. So, they probably just have all these sayings that, you know, mean in a different sense. Right, so so there's a bunch... <laughs> is there a... Is there a um, a portion of the government that's like breaking all this stuff. Like, is all this like code? Like, yeah, you never know. These are probably all. It is so tanky. These are probably all like smart individuals. These are like launch codes. <laughs> President, pull the tapeworm from your ass. And it just has to. It just has to be in the song needles. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the uh, the next one. So we're in, we're in the top three. Uh, number three is from Jet Pilot. Wired were the eyes of a horse on a jet pilot. He actually is, start, it, is, is it horse or whores? Horse. It is horse. Okay. Horse. Wired with the eyes of the horse on a jet pilot. Well, if there's a horse on a plane, probably going to be freaked a little bit. That's my... Do horses have good eyes? Like, do I want my not pilot a, to have horse eyes? Not if they're on a plane. Huh. Okay. Very odd. That's a very main lyric in that song, though. It's like, like we're all horse. singing along with it. I'm going to call TC. I'm going to make sure he's saying all these yeah, things. Right. right. All right, maybe one of my favorites on this list. Uh, a song is called Cigarro. Have you heard Cigarro? Of course I have. The, uh, <laughs> and if you actually, so when I said, when I said earlier that uh, Serge Tankian couldn't actually keep, um, keep a straight face, his name is escaping me, the guitar player for System of a Down. It's okay. We all know who he is. But he's actually the, uh, the vocalist for Cigarro, and his, uh, his lyrics is, my, my cock is much bigger than yours. My cock can walk right through the door. And I can tell you, this is a slow, intimate song. Mm-hmm. And he says he can sing this with, like, the straightest face ever. Like, he means it. Okay. And congratulations. Shameless self-promotion. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> and then the uh, the last one that was, uh, that was uh, on this list was I-E-A. <laughs> I-E-A-I-A-I-O in its entirety. Bunch of letters. So like that whole entire song. I wonder if it has something to do with the uh, old McDonald E I E I O. So maybe, I'm wondering. Maybe, but I'm going back to launch codes. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Somebody owns the album and has the key to blow up the Western civilization. Probably. <laughs> so anyway, the whole point: uh, one to get a good chuckle, two to uh, laugh at ourselves because this is what we're singing along with, and three, if you ever doubt that you can't write a song. Or ever doubt that you can write a song? Just uh, take a look back at the uh, the old uh, system of a down. I'm ready for beer review, Anthony. What do you think? I feel as though that's a good idea. It's time to grab another beer and 
Fabulous, fabulous. Want to start today? Or want me to start? Well, uh, I'll take this one. Oh boy. So, I have a well-known Wachusett, but this is a limited edition New England Stout, uh, labeled 1794. Now, I don't. Not often that I see the the big cans of Wachusett being in the area of Wachusett, literally. Um. For those this, a, just a quick background on this, uh, we're, we're actually very local to the Wachusett Brewery. Yeah, it's I like mean, right it's up in, the street. It's in the same town from uh, that Anthony lives in, and I mean, it's <clears> about 20 minutes from this location. So their limited releases, I mean, are usually from their from their brewery. I don't yeah. see very much of Wachusett sending out, uh, like, the, uh, the specialty cans. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this one. This is the first time I've ever seen. And then again, I don't think Wachusett even has a stout on their main roster. Am I correct? At uh, the brewery, they do. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, on their main, like... Uh, their their main production line? No. no? I, I, okay. I haven't seen a lot of, uh, lot of stouts. So that was kind of my... They had a milk stout at one point, yep. but um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if they if they still have that. That's what uh, piqued my interest, was it being a stout. Um, honestly, my personal opinion... Name of, the ga- name of the game, brother. They should stick to their regulars. Stout's not in there. I mean, it's okay. It's drinkable, but uh, it's not something I could really sit and enjoy. Um, You're saying it has like a hoppiness. It has a hoppiness to it, which usually stouts you don't have that at all. Usually stouts are pretty smooth and they just kind of smooth, creamy. This one you get a, like that really strong hoppy aftertaste, which I'm not a big fan of like IPAs, so that might be my downfall here. Um, I mean, if you're into the IPAs, you probably enjoy it a little more than I would. Uh, a little bitter at the end, not very sweet. The flavor is is strong. You get the stout, but again, the hoppiness kind of drowns it out a little much. Uh, I gave it a 2.5 out of 6. I'm not a huge, huge fan. All right. That would be right. my honest feedback. Unfortunately, the uh, the hoppy stout landed in the uh, non-IPA drinker. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> it does happen, though. Um, oh, we're featuring a lot of dark beers today. I actually have what's called a uh, Stranger Than Fiction Porter. This came out of uh, Collective Arts Brewery. They are from, if I read this can right, shoot, I lost it. They're somewhere in Connecticut. I believe it was Stafford, Connecticut. Uh yeah, Collective Arts Brewery. So this is a Stranger Than Fiction uh, porter. As far as porters go, not a strong flavor, not a not an overpowering flavor. They're a little smoky, like uh, um, had a lot of porters in the last couple of weeks. Uh, didn't, didn't have a lot of the like. So you kind of get like that roasty. It's still very smooth, but there's a, you can tell that there's smoke in there. It's mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's not overpowering. It just what it, I guess it's kind of neat because I mean it kind of it kind of separates it from sure. I mean a lot of a lot of porters I'm sorry you can they can run together sometimes yeah. like you put porter 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 sure. like they all they all they all run pretty much together um, relatively smooth but a um, little bit more on the bitter side on like the uh, on the finish which sure. but it's again it's not overpowering I'm not usually into like the bitter the bitter finish that's why I'm actually very picky about my IPAs like mm-hmm. I, I like a smooth finish I don't want to. I don't necessarily want to feel the burn at yeah. the end of it, but um, so that's that smokiness. I mean, it's a, it's it's delicate, I guess. It's balanced. Uh, overall rating out of the out of the six, I mean, I give this a four. It's 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 a cool little it's a cool little mix up. Like if you want if you want something different, um, I'm gonna look into the the brewery. I'm not sure what their uh, what their selections. Usually, this is a uh, this is a tall boy four pack that uh, that I was able to find, but uh, yeah, not bad. Definitely drinkable. Nice, nice. And that's our beer review. Folks, thank you again. Anything else for the people, sir? Can't say. We uh, we had a few topics today. It was well rounded.
few good ones, a few good ones. Great episodes coming up. Stay tuned. Share with your friends. Uh, again, Even we can be... people who aren't your friends, share with them. Yeah, Why just not? People you don't like, share yeah. with them. Them. HMOA number six P A C K. That's uh, Facebook. That's uh, Twitter. That's um, that's Instagram. We can be found on the on iTunes Store. Go to the sites. Give us a follow. Throw a rating up for us. Like start. Let's start getting the word out. Um, Podomatic.com. We have a we have, we have our profile there. That's where we are we are hosted. Uh, go ahead and uh, give us a follow and a rating there. Wherever you consume the product, we appreciate the follows, we appreciate the ratings, we appreciate the feedback. And uh, shoot us an email, HMOA, number six, P-A-C-K, at gmail.com. Uh, we can review bands, we can review albums. If you have a local band that you want to you wanna get out here and have us review, send, uh, send us an email. We'll, uh, we'll take a look and uh, we'll work something out and get your, uh, get your uh, stuff on the airwaves. Us personally, we can be found on, on Facebook. Um, we, have, uh, we have the... Um, Marked cover band. We have a sire metal band. Uh, Twitter is uh, at marked underscore official um, at sire metal band. Um, both of those can be found and followed on Twitter for uh, for news updates and uh, and content. And I think that's it. That's all I can think of. So get off my radio, people. Goodbye. <laughs> that is the end of this episode. Signing off for two dudes who think you give a shit about their opinion. This is heavy metal over a six pack. See you next time.